Hi, I'm Maria Thea Harris or VeloSews, and you're listening to So Organized Style Podcast. Grab a cuppa for today's podcast with Charlotte. So Organized Style Podcast acknowledges traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognizes the continuing connection to lands, waters, and community. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to the Elders past, present and emerging. A big sponsor shout out goes to our two podcast friends and sponsors. The Australian Sewing Guild, who has been our Monday Daily Series regular, is now a sponsor of Sew Organised Style Podcast. Go to ozsew.org to check out the online workshops, sew-alongs, skills library and more. Our second sponsor is Tatiana's School of Couture as she launches it online. Go to her website to see her new online sewing classes and patterns. Thanks for letting us into your sewing room today. We met Charlotte or English Girl at Home in a previous podcast about the online sewing week ender that was run earlier this year. Today we get to find out more about Charlotte and her contributions to the sewing community. Let's give a warm welcome back to Charlotte. Charlotte, thank you for coming back onto So Organised Style Podcast. Time has just flown. It has. Almost end of the year already. And you've actually done so much. Yeah, it's been quite a busy year this year. I mean, we'll talk about Sobram and obviously we've already talked about Sewing Weekend on a previous podcast. Yeah. But I think even though I've been involved in those events for a few years, obviously moving them online, it's learning to do something differently. And I think they probably take more work online events than in-person events. So uh, yeah, it's working through those, but it's been really good. They've been really enjoyable to organise. Charlotte, how do most people know you on social media? I've been blogging since 2011 as English Girl at Home and it started as a craft blog and then I quite quickly got really interested in garment sewing partly because of Great British Sewing Bee which started the year that I became really interested when garment sewing became my main hobby and because of being inspired by other sewing bloggers but then in the last year I've actually changed my social media account so I'm now Charlotte Emma Patterns on Instagram and that's because I'm in the process of launching a sewing pattern company and Charlotte and Emma are my first and middle names and at the moment I am a sewing pattern company without any patterns because I changed my account name so that I could put out a call for testers so at the moment my first pattern is it's been tested during October so that's just coming to an end now Um, and then I'm hoping to launch the first pattern later this year so then I will have a pattern out and more to come next year. And do you feel really excited? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to releasing it. I mean, it's obviously being the first pattern and it's the jacket pattern. So yeah. it's you know, a more time intensive pattern. So you kind of have kind of highs and lows, I think. So, you know, you get really excited and then you realise there's lots more to do. And, but now I'm really looking forward to launching that before Christmas. Great. We'll have to keep an eye out for it. Now, your accent, and we know that you're from the UK, so can you describe where you live? Yep, so I'm from Birmingham in the UK, and traditionally it's been known as the second city because it's the second largest after London. And I was born in Birmingham, I've lived in Birmingham my whole life, so I am very fond of it. 
in terms of sewing we do quite well in Birmingham so we have a couple of big fabric shops in the city centre and we also have a market and then just outside of the city centre Guthrie and Garney are located mm-hmm. and then also the region that Birmingham is in in the Midlands there's quite a lot of sewing businesses either in-person sewing businesses or quite a few online only are based locally to us. It makes sense that you would want to start your own pattern company because you're amongst all this sewing. Yeah surrounded by lots of creative people and there's a really good sewing community in Birmingham as well so obviously not so much at the moment but normally there's fairly regular small meetups and there's knitting meetups so yeah it's a it's a good place to live as a crafter I think. As a crafter are you torn between sewing and knitting? I think my main hobby is garment sewing yeah and then I mean I think sewing and knitting are quite complementary hobbies. I tend to knit when I'm doing something else so either if I'm watching television or if I'm traveling that's when I do a lot of my knitting so if I'm actually at home and I've got free, the free time and I've got the energy, I'll pretty much always choose to sew. But then it's when I'm too tired to going back and forth from the sewing machine or if I'm not at home, that's when I pick up knitting. So for me, they work quite well together. I, you know, I do them at different times. And I'm someone I like to feel like I'm multitasking. You know, if I've got the energy, I like to feel like I'm multitasking. So you know, I think knitting is great for that, that you can just do a few rows while you're relaxing in the evening. Okay. I'm still not convinced that you relax because you do so much, (laughs) seriously. Because, I mean, we talked earlier this year about the Sewing Weekender and moving that online. And you've just recently come out of running Sobrum online this year. What was that like? Oh, it was really good. So, so Sobrum, so it's been running since 2014. And this was our seventh year. And I organise it with Lauren Guffrey from Guffrey and Garney. And normally it's an in-person meetup in Birmingham. So it's free to attend and we get together in the city centre. We meet in a cafe and have a catch up and then we spend the day shopping. So we shop in Birmingham city centre fabric shops and then we get on the bus and we travel to Guffrey and Garney just outside the city centre. And obviously we do some shopping there, but we also have a charity raffle at Guffrey and Garney every year. And we have a pattern and fabric swap as well. So that's what we normally do. Obviously this year that wasn't going to be possible. And so we decided we'd take it online. I mean, it was a little bit like the same weekender in terms of how we delivered it. So we had some pre-recorded content but we focused on local textile businesses. So because Sobrum is obviously a Birmingham event, we invited Birmingham and Midlands sewing and textile businesses to contribute. So they sent in a message or a recorded message that we shared with attendees on the day. But we also wanted to have some live element because obviously normally it is very much an in-person get-together. So what we did is we had a Bargello stitch workshop which was led by a local textile artist, Tina Francis. And then we also had an online raffle, but we had a live draw, which Lauren hosted, so that at least we could have a live element and get together on the day. And it worked really well. It was our biggest Sobrum ever. So we had over 600 registered. We had 200 joining us in the live events. And we raised more for charity this year than we have previously too. So we raised a bit under £3,000 
and also the other thing that it allowed us to do moving online obviously it meant some people who haven't been able to attend previously were able to attend which was great because it is quite a tiring event in person because we move around so much but also the businesses in the normal sober room when we are in person with there's only so many shops we can visit just because of the amount of time it takes especially with a big group you know it takes a lot of time to visit a few shops but this year we were able to invite a lot more local businesses to take part which was great as well that way everyone feels supported people have been booked in to go to Sobram and the small businesses in your area that's really great it's a good initiative yeah well it just felt we didn't want to not do anything this year and it just felt like a way we could at least get together do something creative and invite those other businesses to be part of the event it was nice that you had a mix of a couple of really fun live presentations with the draw as well as the pre-recorded presentations from people as well i think if you did the whole event live it becomes really quite scary and a lot of logistics so by having that mix you know it makes it manageable it lets a lot of people take part in terms of those businesses but also you still have a live element you still get to chat and and do something on the day you keep it exciting too yeah hopefully was there a highlight for Sobrum this year that you hadn't experienced in previous years? I mean, I think the Bargello Stitch Workshop was probably the highlight of the day because we hadn't done it before. And also we decided to do it on Zoom. So obviously it's very much kind of a bit of an unknown. We had around 100 people on the Zoom. And obviously it's really easy for the tech to go wrong or, you know, for people to accidentally unmute them. You know, it's so easy to do. People accidentally unmute their mic and then, you know, there's a lot of noise in the background and it went so smoothly. (laughs) So from my perspective as kind of as an organiser, that was a, a big success. But also just in terms of how much fun it was. And Tina Francis, who delivered the workshop, is she's a great teacher and she's a great person she's really good fun and I think that really came across even though you know it was virtual and on zoom and there's some really lovely Bargello panels and pin cushions that have popped up on Instagram since so that's been really lovely to see and then I think the other element is just the fact that we could involve more people so we could have a bigger group attending including people who haven't felt comfortable attending in person and um, also that we could include other businesses as well who you know in the past we've had to say that we're really sorry but we just can't fit in a trip to those shops as well. Now the other sewing community contribution that you've made this year now correct me if I'm wrong is you've been working in the socialist team. Yep so I'm one of the temporary editors at Socialists throughout this year so I'll finish in December and so like the other temporary editors I write blog posts socially so you'll have seen a number from me pop up throughout the year and then I take my turn like all the other editors on the Instagram account so every so many weeks I'll manage the account for a week and I mean I have been a bit quieter lately on the socialist just because of being busy with other things but obviously because of the way it works you know there is a whole community of editors and we pick up for each other so yeah, I've been a bit quieter lately. The The challenge I was most involved with was one near the start of the year, I think it was about March, April time, which was the So Your Birth Year challenge. Oh, that was a really, yeah, I really enjoyed yeah. that one. You made an outfit or 
an item inspired by the year you were born and so I wrote quite a few of the blog posts for that and I I just got really inspired by it I made a, a couple of outfits myself and then I'm I am really looking forward to obviously this month there's a mini challenge t-shirt mini challenge the socialist TNT so I'm yeah I'm looking forward to that one I've got a, a couple of teas that I'm hoping to try out part of the challenge the mini challenge for November is you know it is what you make of it but it's actually good that anyone can make a tea you know anyone can do a t-shirt so it's quite inclusive yeah and it's a nice flexible one I know Gillian's posted quite a bit on the socialist Instagram account because obviously t-shirt the the challenge is pretty flexible as well so obviously there's loads of t-shirt patterns there's lots of free t-shirt patterns but also you could make a long sleeve if you want to make something here in the UK that's more wearable in the winter or you can make a t-shirt dress or you know there's lots of opportunities to make something that you will fit in your wardrobe and you're excited to wear there are a lot of free t-shirt patterns around and that's the good thing about this challenge is that they're being documented and you'll find them by going to the socialist website to find that blog post where they're all listed so what i want to really find out is well i think our listeners will also want to find out is what motivates you to keep contributing to the sewing community um, well, I mean, I feel really lucky to be part of such a vibrant community and to have so many friends. And, you know, I get a lot out of it. I learn loads from this community. So I learn loads about sewing, but also I just think being part of a community that is worldwide, you just get to learn so much from seeing people's different perspectives across the world. And, you know, it's just opportunity to be part of such a bigger group of friends than you would ever have in person exactly so yeah I mean I you know I get a lot out of the same community so if if I can give a little bit back by organizing some events then um, you know that's my small contribution to the community we've got a few listeners out there who may or may not feel that they're up to the task to contribute to the same community what advice would you give them I mean, I think with me, the events I organised, really, they were things I wanted to attend. Yep. So when I first organised So Brum, the first year, back in 2014, there were quite a lot of events taking place in London at that time, kind of regular meetups, but not so much local to me in Birmingham. And there had been one the year before which I attended, but it wasn't a regular thing and nothing seemed to be happening in 2014. And, you know, I wanted to go to a a local meetup. So I decided that I can't wait for somebody else. I need to, if I want to attend a meetup, why don't I organise one? And again, with the same weekender, you know, I'd seen Camp Workroom Social in the States and, you know, thought it would be really good to have a sewing holiday in the UK. And so I got in touch with the, the fold line and, you know, we put the first sewing weekender on. So, I mean, I think for me, they're things that I wanted to see happening. And I thought, right, I need to put my money where my mouth is, as it were. I need to make this happen if I, if I want it to. So, I mean, I think that really contribute in a way that is interesting to you and is what you want to, something that you are interested in doing anyway. And obviously there are community accounts as well. So if you are already following the socialists, if you're already following So Over 50, for example, then obviously that's a great place to start as well that you can contribute your time and there's already a structure in place to help you along. But yeah, so I'd say that, I mean, either get involved in some of the community accounts that are already up and running, or if you can see a gap, 
then I think it's always worth kind of going for it, giving it a try. Exactly. Go for it and give it a try. I think you've made a huge contribution this year to the sewing community through the work that you've done for the online sewing weekend and also for Sobrum. And not to forget the role that you've been playing in the socialist team too. Well, um, I mean, the socialist, as a plug for being a socialist uh, temporary editor, that's a, a great mini community within the sewing community. So the all of the contributors, we have a Slack channel where we all talk and there's loads of really good sewing information shared on there, but also just seeing different people's perspectives on there as well. So again, I get a lot out of being a socialist contributor as well as obviously, hopefully, contributing a bit to keeping the blog going and the Instagram account. And from my perspective, I want to say thank you to you for coming on to So Organised Style podcast twice this year. I really appreciate the fact that you've contributed to this podcast. So thank you. Oh, thank you, Maria. It's absolutely, I love the podcast. I always listen. And so it's absolutely great to be part of it. Thank you so much, Charlotte. And have a lovely day, listeners. This episode of So Organised Style podcast was produced by me, Maria Thea Harris, with permission of Charlotte. Sound by bensound.com. You can subscribe to So Organised Style podcast, spelled with an S, not a Z, on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google, and from all good podcast distributors. Post any questions or podcast suggestions you have on our podcast Instagram account or on our Facebook page. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone.